welcome to Golf Betting Club's The Closing Stretch. This week on the PGA Tour, it's the Honda Classic at PGA National in Palm Beach Gardens in Florida, where I am. And I'm joined by both the guys this week. It's funny because we usually do the show on, well, Sunday morning, my time, before the final round begins. But it's Saturday night. We're fresh off round three action and, uh, well, Duncan and Neil, (laughs) we don't really have too much to talk about in that Daniel Berger has a five-shot lead. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? um, He just seems to be playing a different golf course. Uh, You know, everyone else was was falling away. He was just grinding out pars and and taking the birdies when he he got a chance. Um, And he just looks... You know, unstoppable now, doesn't he? It looks like uh, like you can't be caught. <laughs> uh, well, Duncan, you weren't here last week, but Neil and I had pretty much the same scenario with uh, Joaquin Neiman. <laughs> so he ended up storming at Riviera, which was expected for the Genesis Invitational. And we're kind of back in the same boat again. Um, and it's kind of reminiscent of last year when Matt Jones had a commanding lead from day one at the Honda Classic. And this tournament is it's a it's a tricky course and we've seen really high scores we've seen the guys be challenged but I mean Neil you have to agree Daniel Berger's just put on a stellar performance unbelievable yeah it's just he's just so solid I was looking at his scrambling stats and he's actually he's number one in scrambling this season um, and he's number one this week as well so that's been the key I know he was quite good to, to green today but um, he's just like anytime he gets himself into trouble you just you're just so confident that he's going to get it up and down. His bunker play, especially, is just outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, what what can you say? Five shot lead. Shane Lowry is his closest challenger. He's 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 going to take. He can't he can't go at the pins. So Berger's in the best position where he can just play sensible golf tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone's got to try and come at him, and it's going to be difficult. Um, we saw the wind pick up a little bit today. Um, it had been quite quite calm, really, Thursday and Friday. And uh, PGA National is known for the windy conditions, the swirling conditions, especially around the bear trap and the fact that there's, what, like 15 holes on the course have water on them. But, I mean, dunk the conditions. Daniel Berger would have to seriously do something wrong on Sunday to lose this position that he's in. Yeah, I mean, he did give the field a bit of a chance, a, sl- a really sloppy bogey on the last hole. Um, you know, he had a chance to to get up and down for his par uh, from from a relatively easy chip, and um, you know, he, he didn't he didn't manage to make the par and 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 opened up. It actually looked like Chris Kirk was going to hold that seven footer uh, for birdie, didn't it? And, and looked like the gap might be four and and possibly have an interesting Sunday, um, but Chris obviously couldn't make the putt, and, and the gap remained at five. But, um, you know, da- Daniel Berger is just excellent generally under pressure. You know, if you look at our um, our player rankings and uh, our player profiles on our website, you know, Daniel Berger has got a four-star pressure performance rating. Um, he's generally very solid under pressure, um, other than a few minor kind of uh, blips on his, on his record. He's been excellent in contention so far. 
And um, with a five-shot lead, he's, he's, he's really got to do something pretty disastrous to throw it away. Mm-hmm. You um, you tipped him at the start of the week, but he had been injured. He couldn't defend at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Then he missed the cut when he went to the WM Phoenix Open. So you you had mentioned at the start of the week that Berger was going to be the favourite. However, you wanted to hear him out a little bit at his press conference and make sure he was fit and healthy. But he didn't talk to the media until really late in the week. Yeah, absolutely. We um, for anyone that watches our preview show, uh, it's called for the for the win, and uh, in, in that we uh, we talked about Daniel's chances and how he was our favourite from the front of the market, um, and and how we liked him to get the job done this week. But um, as you say, he wasn't interviewed until later on in the week. He's a guy that needs to practice. You know, if you read all his interviews and you, and you read his past, um, whenever he's played well in the past. He's a guy that generally says, you know, I've had to grind it out. I've had to go on the range and really, you know, grind my swing. Um, And he reads that practice. So therefore, for us, unless he was practicing in the week coming into this week, we were just a bit unsure. So we wanted that confirmation from the interview, but it just didn't come until too late. Um, But if you you watch the show, hopefully he did manage to get some money on Daniel when you're in a good position. And uh, Neil, he lives like, uh, what, f- um, one mile from the course. It's like a 15 minute drive for him to get there. He plays there all the time. If there was ever going to be a stage for him to, you know, make this kind of mini comeback after injury and after having to miss Pebble Beach, then this would be it. Uh, but we will look at his closest competitors and just have a little chat about them. You mentioned Shane Lowry and Neil, another guy that plays great in those kind of windy conditions. So he's going to be hoping that that wind really picks up for the final round on Sunday yeah I'm sure he is I'm sure he's, I've, I've already had a little peek at the forecast and it's quite similar to basically every day so far this week there's just there's a little bit of breeze but not enough to cause complete chaos which we want which we want to see and we want to see some excitement on this on this leaderboard tomorrow um, so yeah if there was a little bit more wind in the forecast I think Shane would be a, a strong possibility for a, a solid play he's around about the 10 12 to 1 mark at the moment five shots back um, he was also quite disappointing um, last time in contention it was on the DP World Tour he was one shot behind uh, Scott Jameson yeah. um, in Abu Dhabi we were actually at the event and um, Shane was very disappointing that day he shot a 77 um, to fall well into the pack um, you, you can't argue he's, he's got the pedigree he's the open champion and he, he won that so impressively Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just got so far to so far to catch. I just I, I just can't see it. I know. So he's five shots back on six under par alongside Sepp Straka, Kurt Kitayama and Chris Kirk. All those names are actually quite similar. <laughs> Difficult to say. <laughs> but, um, you know, looking at those guys, is there anyone that's kind of really impressed you and you maybe think could be the one to give Berger a little bit of a run for his money? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. Well, Chris Kirk's got to be feeling a little bit deflated about um, about his back nine there, especially in the double bogey, which could have been worse. Um, there was a bit of excitement there when Daniel Berger alerted the the rule official about the hitting the tree, but it seemed to affect him on that hole, and um, it took him one or two holes to get over it, and he he did compose himself well. Um, Kurt Kitayama was just following absolutely everything in the last few holes I think he's just hanging in there and he's got a lot of pressure he's playing for a lot of points and to try and keep his you know I just think it's going to be a tough ask 
Mm-hmm. Um, so no, just can't see any of them making a go. Um, Dunk, anyone that you're particularly interested in? No, like I think obviously Kurt Katayama's got a couple of wins on the European Tour. And if he'd had a, a bit of a different scenario um, and a few more um, experiences on the PGA Tour, um, you know, a bit more recently, maybe Kurt Katayama could have been one who could put a run together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's won some uh, events on the European Tour uh, in some quite dramatic circumstances. So, um, you know, he's the kind of guy that could make a, a break from the pack. But like Neil said, it's been a while for him in terms of, of when he was last in contention. And especially on the PGA Tour, he hasn't really been up there. Um, so I, I don't think so. I don't I don't see that the, the weather conditions kind of offer that that chance for the chasing pack. I think it maybe needed a bit more wind um, to really test Daniel Berger and give them a chance. Yeah. Right, OK, well, what about um, the bets from the start of the week? Are you having any joy with any of them? Yeah, well, we've got um, Nick Watney. Nick Watney was one of the uh, tips that we gave to our subscribers, uh, 300 to 1. So he's quite nicely placed uh, just outside the top eight uh, at the moment. He's in 13th place. Um, and, and obviously a good round from Nick tomorrow will see us land some some each way money. It's going to take something magical for him to get that win. <laughs> but, but certainly the each way places are, are well within his grasp. Um, he, he missed a few short ones today coming in, which was frustrating. But yeah. certainly tomorrow, it's all to play for. So a 300 to 1 each way, uh, each way place wouldn't be too shabby. Okay, okay, good. So um, we have no other bets that we're going to be giving out right now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> rightly so. <laughs> yeah, we're, no, we're, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at the the free ball and the two ball action tomorrow and we're going to put out a parlay. You know, we always do our closing stretch parlay. So we'll, we'll put that out on Twitter tomorrow. But obviously there's no odds or pairings available at the moment. Um, but keep an eye out for that. Okay, excellent. Right, well, another week we're heading into the final round. It's a, a little bit of a foregone conclusion. However, there's always a little bit of drama around PGA National. So we will see what Sunday brings at the Honda Classic. But guys, we do have way more dramatic tournaments coming up over the next few weeks. Next week, the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill, which is always an exciting one, you know, definitely one for the big hitters. And Bryson DeChambeau is going to be back to defend. And then the following week, it's my home event with the Players' Championship. And I'll be out there all week. So um, there's that $20 million purse (laughs) that the guys are going to be playing for. So really everything matters then. Right. Tell us about how we can subscribe and how people can get your tips at the start of the week and check out your other show as well, which is great. Yeah, so the website is golfbettingclub.com. You'll find everything on there uh, in terms of how to subscribe. We've also got player profiles on there. So um, if you want to go and have a look at any players, whether it's on the the DP World Tour or the uh, PGA Tour, go onto the website, have a look at the player profiles. Uh, and find out some some information that you might not know about some of your favourite players. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Golf Betting Club, uh, and you'll see that we post regularly on there as well. Um, and then in terms of the other show, if you want to check us out, we usually post on a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and that's called For The Win, and that's on YouTube. Excellent. Right, and we will be back with the closing stretch next week. As I said, Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. And hopefully it's a little bit more exciting. (laughs) 